I'm going to try that one more time. <clears throat> Welcome to the Bro C Bitch, your longest running OC rewatch podcast hosted by bros made for bros. I am uh, one of your hosts, John Anderson, and to my left, Tyler Treese. Hey, we're back and we're longest running just because of these long hiatuses we take. Actually, you know, I forgot that I do those superlatives. Uh, so uh, to my left, a man who I think I already said was hiding his uh, terrorist ex-girlfriend in his office, Tyler Tree. <laughs> I wish I had a girlfriend to hide or at least take hostage, you know? Oh, my and, God. And to, and to my right, a bro who totally went gay to make, to make her mom mad. Jenny was. Fucking, oh my god. Oh Jesus Christ. I can't believe you said <laughs> I gotta say outrageous things so you don't get cancelled again. I gotta take the heat. Look, oh. listen. <laughs> Wait, are we wow, dive right into it. Yeah, so Jenny's the new uh the new bro in town, uh co-hosting the the bro see the bro podcast. Um we're like equal opportunity bros around here. Really yeah. doesn't matter if you're if you're actually a dude or a lady. Nice, great. Um, well, yeah, we've had female bros before. Even your, you? wife, yeah. your wife was a bro once. Yeah, Joey was a bro. She probably will never listen to this again. You know, and Joey's a a female, also like you know, both gender name. So it's true. You know, that's like bro shit. Yeah, respect. Super inclusive. So, that's the motto of the bro scene. Super inclusive. Yeah. Definitely very, <laughs> uh, very inclusive. Um, I don't really remember how we do this. Uh, no, nope. we, but we're gonna totally change the format anyway. Instead of like hacking these into individual episodes, we'll just do uh, episode twelve and thirteen in like one shot, and then you know figure out what we're gonna watch after that. Um, so, you, Tyler, who fuck? Uh, <laughs> John's <laughs> also had another kid uh, since we. I had another had kid since we did, we did this. Uh, here, baby, go play with that. Uh, <laughs> do you remember who used to read the episode descriptions? Was that the other guy that used to work here? Yeah, yeah, I think that was uh, he who shall not be named. Okay, it was Alex. It was yeah, Alex. I'm sure. I, I'm sure I can read them. I can not take over Alex's Alex, job. Though. Not uh, okay. Yeah. And you got a cool accent, so why don't we just do that? Uh, I'm, I'm posting. Okay. A, I'm gonna go ahead and post the uh, the. I'm gonna go ahead and post the TV guide description in the chat here, uh, Miss Wu. If you want to go ahead and read that. Ms. Oh damn! Okay. Uh, shit. This is episode twelve, right? Yeah. Right. All right. Uh, season two, episode 12 of The OC, also called The Lonely Hearts Club. A kiss isn't just a kiss for two unlikely pairings as Valentine's Day finds Seth, Zach, and Summer on the road for a fateful comic book pitch. Ryan using street smarts to win over Caleb for Lindsay's sake and Kirsten celebrating her favorite holiday in the worst way. Meanwhile, Julie returns from Europe with a plan to save her assets should marriage number two fall apart. I really just want you to read me shit from now on. because <laughs> so Especially if you're still all up on the mic. 
Oh. Yeah, I'm literally. I've got. I've got my mouth up on the mic. I'm blowing my mic. It's not great, but it's happening. It's a necessity for this podcast. Big fan. We're sex positive around here. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Unlike Seth Cohen, who I just want to remind you definitely started uh, Gamergate. I gotta oh, say, Jesus so Christ. before we dive into this episode, theory. I gotta say, so I rewatched the entire OC to this point. I hate to say this. I'm kind of coming around on Jimmy Cooper. I think I've become a worse person because I could. Re- I found myself relating to Jimmy Cooper, even though he's terrible. Because oh, no. I'm That's like, bad. would I get back together with my psycho ex-wife if she was hot? Yeah. <laughs> and it was just like, I just could understand his bad life choices. And Damn. I feel, I still hate Seth, though. Seth is still garbage. Seth is a pussy. I... You know, I hate Seth, but, like, when we get into this run of episodes, he has his moments. Uh, I'd say a couple episodes from now, which I accidentally watched, um, like, is a very good Seth episode. Uh, you know, the, but the, the rainy day women, that has the, the Spider-Man gimmick in it. Um, mm. You know, I'm, I'm open to also, being... He's funny. He sucks, but he's, like, he's at least funny. He is funny. He definitely is funny. The Christmas song set to... Uh, Death Cab is very funny. <laughs> I, res- I respect. I respect them. You know, I- I- I'm open to being won over by somebody that's been canceled. You know. <laughs> so is that just is that okay? That uh, Jenny, we probably should have asked you before that. Is it okay that like you you being, you being canceled is is podcast canon? Absolutely fine. I mean, be- being canceled is online canon. Honestly, so who gives a fuck anymore? <laughs> It's pretty Hell funny. Yeah. I mean, except for like how it was probably a little bit of it felt really bad in the moment. But like, <laughs> besides the trauma, you know, it's really a. Positive. See, that's the thing. I don't want to overuse the word trauma because that's what people who kill <laughs> yeah, people that's... do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, honestly, yeah, some of these, honestly, some of these yeah. I mean, it was kind of it was kind of weird at the time, but you know what? Fuck it. It's all right now. <sighs> yeah. As long as you got the um, bros. And you're spending less time on the internet, which is very healthy. So much less time. I've missed out on so much. Apparently, it's, some like other some other cancelable people got divorced or something and had kids or whatever. And I'm just like, I'm oh, missing out on shit. I feel but, like I'm missing out, and I'm still online. God damn, we're, we're we're moving into like third or fourth wave cancellations. <laughs> it's like an era, it's just, just a new wave every couple of months, like fucking COVID. It's like ska comes around. You know, again, and you're like, what even is this? Like, um, cool. So, do you want? Well, should we run it? Launch into reviewing this the uh, episode twelve, Tyler? Yeah, it's an exciting episode, John. I, I, I say you because you are normally in charge of keeping us on track. All right, I guess so. Uh, so the episode starts. It's a. Uh, it's almost Valentine's Day, which is definitely an exciting time. John, you know, you're a married man. Have you ever done, like, something super special for Valentine's Day? Because this episode's so centered around Sandy, you know, trying to win over his wife after he, uh, you know, harboring a fugitive that he might kiss later (laughs) in this episode. But have you ever, Uh, have you ever, like, been in hot shit around uh, Valentine's (laughs) Day? Uh, Dude, I mean, Katie and I have been together for so long that it is hard to keep track exactly when I was in deep shit and when I wasn't. Um... (laughs) You know, because we're we're going on, uh, 
date if you go back to when our first date was over 16 years ago at this point god damn right right no sorry 14 years ago uh I'm that's not, actually not. right when we started the brosey this is when we- <laughs> Uh, so, but I'm, as we've established elsewhere on the podcast, like I'm the sentimental one in my my pairing here. Like I'm the one who t- t- does stuff for Valentine's Day. Uh, Katie's not super into that kind of thing, right? Um, but I can't think of I, it, honestly. I mix that up with our like anniversary and her birthday and all this other shit. So I couldn't 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 tell you one particular thing we did. But one year, that might have been our anniversary. I, we we flew out to Seattle. Um, and, and that was our first anniversary. And then we moved here like a year later or two months later. Damn. Um, cool story, bro. But no, 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 nothing, nothing too special for Valentine's day that I can remember. How about you, Tyler? Uh, I once gave a girl flowers that she tried to return later that day, which was pretty funny. (laughs) Return them to you or return them to the store? To the store. Oh my god. Oh my god. Was this when you worked oh, at the uh, supermarket? Yeah. Good times. Damn. So, <laughs> and we, we oh, all know, we all know, uh, Jenny, you're very romantic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love, <laughs> you know, I love romance. <laughs> In your own way. You know? Yeah, you know, like, I've definitely done, like, you know, the flowers and chocolate shot on Valentine's Day, you know. Um, it's a thing. When you're dating, thing when that you're dating I, like, six different e-girls. At, on, yeah, it's a, at thing. It's, a, it's, a, it's a thing. that I, It's a thing that I do. And, I mean, like, Valentine's Day is really close to my birthday. And, like, it was really close to one of my ex's birthdays. So I just lumped it all into one, you know. Respect, respect. So, yeah. Ooh, I, whole... you know what? Actually, I was thinking, me and Katie went, we, like, we went and saw... Um. Yeah, we went and saw the band Bayside do an acoustic set on Valentine's Day. I think oh, that's Valentine's romantic. Day in uh, not really because they're very emo. <laughs> so, uh, wait, Bayside uh, like the emo band? Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> they have like one romantic song. Uh, Falling Feet First, which we played at our wedding, actually. And I think about it, beautiful. Or is it Landing Feet First? Anyway, regardless. What are the bros? What are the bros? What are the what are the uh, children and adult children uh, of the OC doing on Valentine's Day? So, Sandy has bought about twenty dozens of roses, which costs a tremendous amount of money. I don't even want to think how much money he spent on these roses, and he knows he's in hot shit because you know the the last episode ended with the wifey Kirsten finding out about the harbored criminal. What's her name? Rebecca. Rebecca, so. the terrorist. Yeah, Rebecca. Yeah, the terrorist. So if, he... we, if we go back, let's, to remind you, she was, like, one of those, like, 70s hippie terrorists who, like, gave her key to some some facility to, like, the Weather Underground who then, like, killed a guy. Yeah, they burned the building and a guy was in it. So they committed murder. And Sandy's like, maybe she can be redeemed. <laughs> Well, I think it's, I mean, it's a reasonable thought on his part, because I think uh, most of those people, like the Weather Underground terrorists, most of them, like, got to just, like, get out of it eventually. Um, Because they were just, like, a bunch of, like, white kids. Mm. So, like, you know, the justice system worked for them. Yeah. Uh, And I think, I think most of them are probably concerned, like, probably reactionary shitheads now. 
so Kirsten is not a fan of this. She straight up puts the uh, the flowers and puts them into the garbage disposal, which kind of seemed rude to the flowers. I don't think they deserve that, you know? Well, they're already dead. But, like, That's true. What, what a total biatch, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> Can you give me a little bit more understanding, like, of harboring a criminal? Uh I gotta say, it's really strange that Sandy's... I, I realize they used to be romantically involved, and uh, maybe your first love has that sentimental value if you can feel things. But... Dude, every every nut is special. <laughs> <laughs> every nut is special. Dude, Sandy, Sandy Cohen is such a sweetheart that he remembers every single time he's busted. But, he like, probably Kirsten... like, writes it down in a little diary, too. Because, like, the date and the time, like, what yeah, he was He wearing. runs Masturbate Log, actually. But it's <laughs> yeah, absolutely dear, dear Diary, January yeah. 6th, 1979. I bust up in Rebecca right before she gave her key to, to the <laughs> weather underground, and they killed the guy. It's like, she's insane, but that pussy tight, though. It's funny when you wrote down this <laughs> fucking diary. But I, I yeah, think she, we can all agree that Kirsten is... Way hotter, way better personality than Rebecca. It's really not even close. I'd blow this not a off. terrorist. That's the big selling point. Yeah. I feel like she didn't aid in a bet terrorism. That's you know, like I the could key overlook me. like a little terroristic <laughs> act. Okay. Like if you were hot <laughs> enough, it all depends. Yeah, yeah. Familiar with that Lonely Island song about uh, Sama <laughs> about Bin Laden? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Dude, I, yeah, I mean, I don't get it. Like, I, I think if I, like, bumped into someone that I was with, like, 20 years ago, which is now possible because I'm old as hell, um, I'd probably just be happy she's fat now, you know? <laughs> uh, it reminds me of that Kanye lyric. Uh, they said they gave, uh, you gave me the best years of your life. I saw a picture of you. I guess they were right. <laughs> uh, Not even, that. like... And that line does not flow well, but it's 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 pretty good. Yeah. Also, my bad reciting it does not flow well. But no, because I listened to that. I listened to that song the other day, and uh, it it's kind of it's awkward on his part too. <laughs> so the other like B side besides the Sandy drama here is that <laughs> Seth is going to San Diego to pitch a comic book with Summer and Zach and. You know, we haven't talked about this in a while since we haven't done this podcast in a while. But man, Zach, I've been rewatching these episodes. He's great. He's the perfect He's dude. He's such a such a sweetheart. It's like the type of guy that Jenny would ignore. <laughs> Probably because he's like I mean, mostly because he's a guy. Sorry. I just find that... Oh, you're actually completely right. Um yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like if I if a, if a dude is like any modicum of common sense and like good intention, I'm like, nah, fuck it, can't see him. I don't see it. See no evil, hear no evil. You know what I mean? Like, well, do, I do, it's more like Ginny's like, huh? They're not vulnerable enough. <laughs> this dude also has no. This dude's titties terrible. You know, titties titties be important. Titties are very important. Yeah, but, that's uh, true. They are. Zach, yeah, Zach though, good guy. I completely agree. I still think it's really, really weird that, like, they end up going on, like, a road trip together. But, you know, okay. Well, the weird part is, like, why is... Okay, I get it. 
Zach and Zach and Seth working on comic books together. They like comic books. Like, yeah. How do you introduce the idea of also their the like the point of their love triangle also participating in the comic book? Like, as much as I really like Sever, she hasn't demonstrated a particular like talent for writing or inking or coloring or anything like that. Yeah, there's uh, really no reason for her to skills. be there because all she is like the model that they use to use for like the main character. But they yeah, brought that exactly. big stand up like thing of the character. You, they, they can see the character's face just fine. You don't need the real model. She doesn't mean anything, you know? Yeah. I agree. I mean, about the model and about women in general, just to clarify that, don't want to get cancelled twice, but you know what I mean? <laughs> it's about the model. <laughs> no, but yeah, I just, I, I feel like it, just such a, it was such a weird way to shoehorn her being into it, and also a way for Seth to be super uncomfortable, because he just basically loses his shit completely. He sees that, that he's like, oh, fuck, women, legs. He just can't fucking function. I think that's what kind of makes that love triangle trip segment funny is Seth doesn't know what the fuck to do. He just has no well, fucking clue. He loses his fucking I mind. Mean, these teenagers make even worse decisions than regular uh, teenagers. And, like, moment to moment, it's like, and do all sorts of inappropriate things for a relationship. Like, Summer and Seth are constantly like, just showing up in each other's bedrooms to tell mm. them stuff, each other's stuff. And it's like, no, you don't actually do that once you're not dating somebody you don't go into their house into their bedroom um yeah but her, her, her stepmom's like... all drugged out so there's nobody guarding the entrance to the door you know? yeah she that bitch is xanax to fuck she's xanax and she's living life in 2077 like she's fucking out of here feeling, like... uh, feeling pretty attacked right now personally but <laughs> yeah she's uh, broken like cyberpunk let me tell you uh you know, if we don't release this episode in a timely fashion, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we're like, no, no timely you know, humor. <laughs> we're recording a po- the podcast, and we're like, uh, "Man, I sure am glad Hillary Clinton is president right now." <laughs> Shucks, that didn't work out. Um, so I keep dead ending us. <laughs> So the third plot here is Ryan and uh, last episode, old cow, Caleb, had a whole heart attack. But now he's acting like weirdly nice around Lindsay and she wants Ryan to apologize for her like maniac possible father. uh, I don't know, having a heart attack. Ryan's supposed to apologize even though he did nothing wrong. Uh, Have you guys seen the fourth season of uh, Big Mouth yet? Yeah. Uh, you know how, like, uh, uh, Andrew thinks uh, uh, him not following the right ritual to jacking off is what gave his grandfather a heart attack? <laughs> That's basically Ryan right now. Yeah, absolutely. You should watch that shit, Tyler. Fucking do it. It's yeah, I haven't seen that, but one of the American Pie, like, spinoff movies has to do jacking off, and then his old grandmother walks in and she dies oh, from that. Oh, no. Thank God. You've seen the American Pie spinoff movies? I'm going through them, yeah. I think that was Bandcamp. <laughs> oh, Bandcamp. That was a, was Is that, that like a cry for help? Early. You're like, that was like the second the American spin-off, Pie yeah. spinoff movies. This is a cry for help, bitch. <laughs> Jimmy, at this point, like, I can't track what is and what isn't a cry for help because of the downward spiral that the last five years has been. Um, 
Good point. Are we just talking Good about point. me or in general? What are we? <laughs> uh, so. Just the fucking no sell. Nah, this is what went on to that one. He was like, oh, let's just move on. <laughs> God damn. Okay, all right. Okay. So, do we get to the part where Julia and Marissa are just like having their like fucking, you know, mother fucking daughter moment and shit? And then I think they get into a fight. And Mother's then. Daughter per- yeah, they get into a fight, and then Marissa gets her cell phone taken off her, I think. And it's yeah. just, like, this really weird, like, device for them to be like, ooh, let's spend some time together, because good parenting is emotional blackmail. Like, that's just, you know. Yeah, I even mean, Marissa's it, like that. I gotta figure a new approach out. <laughs> <laughs> even Marissa's like, this is your change in plan? You're just gonna blackmail me? And yeah, Julie, absolutely. to her credit, Gigi's like, yeah. <laughs> so I kind of respect the honesty. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Well, no character is better at, like, coming up with a plan and executing it to perfection than Julie Cooper. Like, if, if you just track, like, you know, because this show is all about these people making plans or, like, I'm going to do this and then something else happens. Julie is like, I'm going to do this and it works out every time. Yeah, She's you perfect. know, there, nothing backfired with her fucking Luke. Nothing backfired when she was fucking her ex-husband. But did, has it, has just it, the queen. Like, she always ends up on top. Yep, always on top position. So that's good to know. Damn. And, you know, the weirdest plan in this whole episode, though, was that Lindsay's, like, effort to get Ryan and Caleb to finally bond was to play Mad Libs. How lame is this girl? (laughs) God bless her, but my God, God. what a plan. Like, she truly is, like, Lindsay Lohan's character from um, Mean Girls. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. Just very, very corny. Uh, But like the second half of the movie where she's like cunning and hot, uh, that that really never works out for for poor Lindsay on the OC. So Sandy Gozy visits Rebecca at the hotel and she gives him a gift, a Valentine's Day gift, you know, from your person you're totally not messing around with behind your wife's back. Absolutely. And it was. The very romantic gift of a DVD of the movie Gandhi. <laughs> Where Ben Kingsley does brown face. Respect. Oh, yeah, because, oh, yeah, and it was a throwback because it's what they did on their first date. Can you imagine rocking up to, like, a Tinder date and then this dude's like, hey, bitch, what's up? I'm going to watch Gandhi where some guy does blackface for three hours. It's a three-hour-long movie, bitch. What the well, fuck? You, know, you know, if she sticks around, she's really craving some, you know. Still, Gandhi, like, who's like, who's watching the movie Gandhi and being like, yeah, I really want to fucking root someone afterwards. Well, see, these like, are like these hippies. Guys, these, no, they're just like pretentious. Co- like, do you remember? Like, actually, I went to like a dumb, a dumb scumbag college, but like, I remember like when I lived in New York, going to restaurants and having like NYU sit- students sitting behind us, like being like ultra pretentious and talking about like their philosophy one hundred and one classes. That's Sandy and Rebecca. Right? You're like, yeah. Oh, Ben Kingsley is Gandhi. That's so deep. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah, so Sandy floats the idea of getting her another ang- uh, another lawyer, and she doesn't seem too pleased about it. So, mm. you know, a lot of drama with Sandy here. I mean, Kirsten raises that point a couple episodes later, or an episode later, of like, 
he, he's like he he real first of all he's a terrible lawyer uh, i think it might be because he's a generalist like he the defense attorney uh juvenile mm-hmm. law like contract law real estate like he does all of these things and he, and that's why his legal advice is probably so terrible like he's mm-hmm. to, like says stuff like i'm protected because i'm her lawyer but but if uh but, you know if kirsten knows knows things that's aiding and abetting it's like no that's no, I'm pretty sure you're you're since <laughs> you know where she is, uh, that you are actually the one who's, who's Yeah. Guy. Yeah, absolutely. He's uh there's a very loose grasp of the legal system in this show, I feel. They just like give him a like relatively corporate profession that makes him more attractive to young women or something. And they're like, That's the one we little, we said with you know, we're like lawyer, that's the one. And I'm like, Okay. Thinking of right. like speaking of legal plot holes, uh, let's get to our lesbian relationship of the show. So Alex and Marissa. Alex somehow works as a bartender despite being seventeen. Yeah, that uh, shit she, weird. She manages. She manages a uh, like a music venue, like a bar, like a, like it's a venue, right? Because like the fucking killers played there. Like um, that would be pretty cool, but I don't know. You guys might have trouble with the liquor license. The bait shop, man. That's the place to be. I just hate that it's called that too. Like it's just like the whole like combination of like everything, like it being called the bait shop and then fucking Alex being basically seventeen. It just seems so weird and I mean uh it's oh, weird. It seems it's weird. The jailbait, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Well that, well she wasn't like the actress wasn't seventeen at least, but God, she is so hot in the show. Uh, I don't know if you remember <laughs> Olivia what Wilde. we do here. We don't. Oh know. yeah, she is. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. Yeah, we don't do that here. Alex, uh, is female Alex, Alex. not Alex. Dude, uh, I don't know, man. I think she's pretty ugly. What? You're not. Uh, anyway, the important point here is that they have like their first lesbian argument, where one of them is like, "I'm emotionally into dating," and one of them is like. Hey, I'm super emotionally unavailable, but like we'll go on a date anyway at some point. And then the one that's like not into her as much still goes on the date anyway because women are insane. But yeah, so <laughs> that's I actually don't think I actually don't think that was what the argument was about. Like, well, I'm gonna take the lesbian's take on the lesbian relationship. When they said the no, argument I think, was like, I, you took my Subaru uh, without asking. <laughs> And she's like, well, you broke my Melissa Etheridge CD. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. But, well, you yeah. lost the tickets to the Indigo Girls concert. <laughs> Shit. Indigo I'm Girls. Also like, I was like really weirded out by the fact that Marissa's whole thing, she's like, I hate my fucking mom. This is fucking bullshit. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to invite my kind of maybe not girlfriend to dinner with my mom on Valentine's Day as like a first date. Like that's just whack. Well, it's this all just to piss wet. off her mother. Everything she does, uh, you know, and DJ says this. DJ, yeah. Great abs, the uh, lawn care guy. Great abs. But what he says to Marissa is like, I know you like me, but not as much as you hate your mom. And that's why you're with me. So he cuts us off there. And I feel like yeah. that every all of her actions can be tied back to her hating her mom. But Alex does give her some good advice here. She tells Marissa to respond with, oh, that's very interesting. I'll have to give that some thought. So that's <laughs> that becomes her crutch for whenever she listens yeah. to her mom talk. Mm. In the corporate world, like people, people assholes do that all the time. It's like, well, a good question. All right, uh, let's move on. Mm. Just it's just a way of deflecting. 
Yeah, let's go back to the comic book story. They finally get the Wild Storm, which is a real uh, publisher. And it turns out that the meeting gets delayed a day, and they're in this hotel together. And you just know shenanigans are going to happen, John, when mm-hmm. you've got three people in a hotel. Two of them are in a relationship. One's the third yeah. will. Let's see what happens. So, like... Honestly, I really question whether uh, when I have uh, 16-year-old kids, whether they're allowed to uh, travel on their own and get hotel rooms. <laughs> they should absolutely not be allowed to do that. Fuck no. I mean, they went to L.A., they went to Tijuana. You, who can, oh, just yeah, that's right. Them. They had that school in Tijuana. That they went shit to was to Vegas. Crazy. Yeah. These kids oh, are wild. They, uh, the parents were there. Uh, Cindy was there for Vegas. Yeah, but they didn't like go with them. They got they got roped in by prostitutes and got. Oh scared. my god! I gotta say that is my that is one of my favorite episodes of all time, though. Great it's episode. so good. It's so good. Um, just hijinks the whole time. It's fun. You know, it's fun. Uh, but yeah, the, like the, that whole thing with the comic book. It's it's lame. Um, the fact that they eventually like they have that meeting and, and Seth blows it. Uh also lame it feels like they're parking they're parking these characters and in, in like more improbable situations to just keep them keep them kind of warm you know for when something yeah. actually happens yeah so, it feels like that a little bit so ryan and caleb have their little confrontation here ryan tries to apologize and caleb is just insulting him constantly just some he had some good jabs there he's like Ryan's like, you treat me like I'm a criminal. And he's like, well, you are a criminal. <laughs> <laughs> he's the like, just so, so you know, bitch. You yeah. burned down my house. <laughs> yeah, Caleb's like a dick, but he's also coming with straight facts here. There's nothing inaccurate. And so Ryan gives up and he just goes to Lindsay and is like, uh, hey, there's always next year for Valentine's Day date. <laughs> Great, great play, dude. I mean, like with your history uh, so far of like how long your your relationships at last, Ryan. I, I mean, I doubt that seriously. Uh, also, probably knock up another girl by then. It'll be on to the next one. Yeah, abandon another another kid. <laughs> Did they just recycle? Does Lindsay have the same car as? Uh... Shit, I forgot her name. She has a really shitty car at first, but then she gets gifted one. Um, I forget what she has now. But she did receive, like, a car from, I believe, Caleb. Lindsay does? I think so. She had a really shitty car, but then she gets, like, a... She gets a better car, I believe. Uh, they're rich, man. A car's nothing to them. So... Oh, the baby. Aww. Poor baby. Come here, Posey. Ah. So cute. Hello. <laughs> You're so cute. So using the voice that he's where I talk to dogs. I'm like, oh, so sweet. Oh, <laughs> he's a good boy. Yeah. Oh, he's a good little puppy. Too sweet. Oh. What a queen. Oh, y'all look. 
There is like no way that she's not your kid. Like I look at John, I look at John's kids, and I'm like, you're definitely the dad. They all look like you. Yeah. This is I've... not like this is not this is not like a <laughs> this is not like a, this could be the mailman's son situation. Like these kids look so much like John. It's not like a Caleb Lindsay situation. Oh, that's two episodes ahead, though. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, 100%, 100% these kids are because John busted a nut up in his wife. Like, there's no way it's anything but that. I remember them, too. I wrote them down in my journal. <laughs> you wrote them down in your nut diary. You were like... <laughs> it's only two pages. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, all right, okay. When we get like up to the episode. Diary. Sandy's not diary. Sandy's not diary. It's like some volume of it. Yeah. yeah. He's like the encyclopedia. It's like, so, oh, we have to sell you an update a couple years later. <laughs> so Sandy meets with Max, who's Rebecca's father, and he, he's drinking some green tea, which is very... What do you drink, uh, John? You try to stay healthy, you know? No, I don't. I drink cold brew, I drink hot <laughs> coffee, I drink white claw, and then like other various fizzy waters without alcohol in them. So this is good if you have cancer, all that? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm 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 doing all right right now. <laughs> and uh Sandy goes to get him some green tea and he comes back with Jasmine, which is why Max dies. <laughs> He's just fucking <laughs> out. He's out on this bench sitting down. So funny. Oh, man, old people dying. You never know when they'll do it. Like, I don't know. I don't think it's usually just quite that, that like, um, sudden, but like, you might see a sign if you were with him three minutes earlier. Yeah, I just find the whole scene super strange, but this is not, this, this show is not really about intense amounts of continuity, so, you know. Yeah, they killed Max just to put, push the uh, push the story forward. Yeah, he was all, he always meant to die, and also dying is Seth's attempts to get between Summer and Zach. He's yeah. trying to force them to watch movies, and he gets desperate. They're like, "We're gonna go to bed," and he just does not want them to have sexual intercourse. He's very much a cock block, if you will. He's trying to be, but not very good at it. As we learn, Zach is his own best cock block. Uh, Van Helsing's on pay-per-view. We, we can rent that one. <laughs> and he comes up with a secret knock, which seems very... Yeah, that was unbeated. fucking funny. <laughs> that it was, was a good knock, though. Um, but Seth eventually decides to go home, right? Not yet, not yet. We, we, okay. They have a meeting. I'm they jumping all around. But, oh. okay, let's let's go straight to the meeting, because that is what's next. And Seth did not sleep that entire night, because he was so worried that Summer was going to ride old Zachariah here. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. So he, he reminded me a lot. Like, I had flashbacks watching this scene to when I did this very podcast after not sleeping for several days. <laughs> I think it was when we had Joey there, John. And yeah. I, I just I could relate. I was like, "Wow, is that what I was like?" And then I listened to some of the audio, and I was like, "Wow, I really was like that." So I, I could uh, understand old Seth. Here. Although I thought I, I controlled myself better than uh, Seth was here. He was just going on and off about how he wants to do a love triangle, and of course, his character. 
<laughs> what was his character name? Do you remember? Oh, the ironist was going oh, to God. fall in love with Summer's character, Little oh, Miss Vixen. Yeah. And have first off, this comic sounds like it sucks. Like a dude beating up vampires the name, with irony. The names of the characters are objectively horrible. Yeah, nobody would read this. Even like a shitty third tier publisher like Wildstorm wouldn't pick this stuff up. I think Wildstorm <laughs> was pretty hot at, hot at the time, right? Was that, is yeah. that Jim Lee? Matt, who knows? I'm not a nerd. Uh, I'm what the fuck? Books, like, also 20 years That's ago. Right. I'm just looking at the both of y'all and I was like, I'm not a nerd. Fucking like full beard, beanie, and I'm like, oh, yeah, right, bitch. He's okay, literally, bitch. Literally on a green screen. <laughs> Shit. Come on, man. Do what you dirty, bitch. We do what you dirty. Low blows here. Yeah, oh, so no, they totally no. bomb. And then the guy they're having the meeting with has a really good line. He's like, uh, how about you flush this back, flush this out? Don't come back until you're out of high school. Why are you setting up a Ooh. meeting with high schoolers? Excuse me, guys. Please oh. continue. <laughs> yeah, setting up a meeting with high school is bad. It's not good. It's not good. And but Ryan and Caleb are back, and Ryan has a plan here. He knows he can't talk any sense into Caleb, but they can have a bet here. He says, hey, if I beat you at pool, you have to accept me as Lindsay's boy toy. So stupid. <laughs> so, um, such a convoluted, stupid thing. Like, you can tell it ain't gonna go well for this guy. Like We have a war of words here where Caleb's trying to get under Ryan's skin, and it works at first. But then Ryan starts, you know, messing up with Caleb. And he eventually wins, Ryan does. So, congrats to Ryan. God. Oh, man. Okay, after that, that's... Okay, so what do we have after that? We've the got... dinner with Julie and Marissa. Oh, no. <laughs> Painful. Okay, yeah. yeah. Julie yeah. comes up with this whole plan <clears throat> to where she's like... Hey, let's make sure we get in good with Caleb. I don't think this marriage is going to last, but we need to get like as much money and stuff uh, as yeah. possible. Like, this her, exit plan. her exit plan's ready. She's evil, man. But also smart. Uh, and then, like, Marissa's whole. Damn, hey, you know, she is one of the most effective characters on the show at getting shit done, so I'll yeah, take man. that. It's Amen. A, Amen, bitch. Um, <laughs> Do you find like yeah. Julie aspirational? Uh, I feel like I can respect Julie's hustle. I feel like I wouldn't necessarily employ her methods, but I have respect for the hustle. Because, like, you know, like, real recognizes real, you know? <laughs> like, she's obviously got some success in her life. Yeah, you know, she is thinking, like, several steps ahead. You wouldn't expect a gold digger to have this type of drive and initiative. Yeah. You know, she's yeah, launching she's got, like, magazines. a real plan. Yeah, you know, shout out to Julie. She's all right. Terrible person, but all right. <sighs> and this is where Seth is just back at the hotel. Seth is losing. He's losing his fucking mind. He's losing, losing his fucking his mind, mind because yeah. of how ter- terribly that trip went. Like, oh, man. I just, I feel like I hate Seth as a character, but I did kind of feel bad for him just because he was so, like, othered, you know, like, during that whole fucking thing. Like, 
I mean, yeah, it was kind of his own fault, but Zach and Summer were just like, they had the, no time, no patience for this fucking man child. And it was just like, ugh, sad moments. Because I think, I think he calls them, right? When Zach and Summer are busy. And then Summer's phone goes off, and then she looks at it, and then Zach's like, who is it, babe? And then she's like, oh, it doesn't matter. And it's fucking Seth. Oh, that was fucking rough. Oof. God, huh? That's that's very interesting. Guinea, I'll have to give that some thought. <laughs> yeah, so Seth takes the bus home. Which boy, talk about like taking consecutive losses here. And Buses absolutely, suck. every single L. L after L after L, just getting ignored, and then back on the bus. L after L after L. So, John, Ginny, are, is is bus travel as disgusting in uh, New Zealand as it is in the United States? It's no. pure hell here. Like, it is not. I took a Greyhound from uh, from uh, uh, San Antonio, te- no, so from Austin, Texas to San Antonio, and this is about <laughs> an hour and fifteen minutes of a trip. And uh, but it's the tail end of a. It's the last stop on a trip that starts in like Chicago or something. And you get on that. You get on, and that's like a. I guess it's like a, a day and a half or whatever it take, take there. You get on there, and it is like a mini favela. Really? That, I'm not trying to be racist because they're not Brazilian people. <laughs> it's just like things were set up, you know, people would put up like impromptu sheet partitions and yeah. just, you know, um, there's it, just truly an experience for that hour and 15 minutes. Um, wasn't necessarily worth the savings of flying into San Antonio, but this is, you know, 2008 or something. Back before you were rich. Yeah, I would have flown private. <laughs> Uh, so John, I did want to add. Well, first off, shout out to our fourth chair, Posey. Hey, Posey. Oh yeah, she a real one. She's a real one. And John, I want to get your thoughts real quick on the the Julie Cooper master plan here of her trying to get as much money as possible from Caleb. Respect. Uh, very much so. I mean, like, what the hell did Caleb think he was getting into in this situation? Like, I, I, I get. He's not a very good businessman. Yeah, there's no reason to wipe her up. Uh, yeah. Yeah, or bankroll or stupid magazine. It's the dumbest fucking yeah. idea. She must just have some, like, gold-plated pussy. Like, think of I just can't imagine why else you would be like, yeah, I'm gonna fund this bitch's, like, hobby, essentially. Like, she must have some gold-plated fucking pussy yeah, to be thinking her, this far ahead. He already gave her, like, the CEO role, too. Yeah, fucking wild, man. Oh, dude, yeah, strange, like, really pissed off his daughter over that. But, like, Kirsten, as as much as her dad screws her over, she never, like, I know people like this, right? Like, they're like, ah, just get walked all over no matter what, like, no matter what from family members. It's like, dude, walk Mm -hmm. She's a successful lady. Go do your own thing. Speaking of Kirsten, her and Sandy are about to go to their Valentine's Day uh, date, their dinner. And that's when he gets a call from Rebecca. She says, I'm leaving forever, but I want to say goodbye to you in person. And his wife's like, I'm not going to stop you, but you have to choose between me or this ugly criminal. And Sandy is like, I'm going to say the criminal. Good God. Like, Sandy just kind of sucks 
like the second season yeah. for Sandy has been a lot of low points because he's so cool that entire first series. Never does anything too stupid. He had chances to hook up with hotter chicks than Rebecca. He turned them down. Mm-hmm. Even tried to lay them down to fucking Jimmy Cooper. He's like, ah, here's my criminal friend. And this time he's all about the criminal himself. Like, blows my mind. Yeah, it's not good. It's definitely not great. He's winning no like Dad of the Year awards, that's for sure. But oh fuck. Uh, did I miss the t- the pool table? Yeah, uh, the pool competition. Um, uh, yeah, were they? What were they wagering over? Like he was a lot. Yeah, basically her pussy. Yeah, Caleb was gonna <laughs> win it and forbid anybody from entering if he won it. And Ryan's like. I get the punani if I win. So that was the day. If I sink sink this eight ball, old man. And even though Ryan wins, he doesn't take her out on the date then. It was very strange. How fucking sexist is it to like... I mean, they like remove... They are constantly like taking agency away from women. And you've got to be a big fan of that, Tyler. Um, (laughs) See, I did not think you were going to me. Throughout this, like, I honestly not... thought I thought John was gonna say Ginny then, but he went to Tyler. It's <laughs> funny as fuck. <laughs> so like, they they constantly like, I don't know the way the way Sandy treats Kirsten through this run, uh, and the way he treats Rebecca, like you know, like like the like this lady can't go get her own fucking food. Like I brought you Chinese again, or whatever. Like. Dude, uh, them, the whole situation with Lindsay, like, they don't trust her to be able to make her own decisions this whole run of episodes. We clearly, she's the smartest fucking person on the show. Um, yeah. Like, by a long shot, because she's a big old nerd. Uh, yeah, it, 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 like, it, it's, it's fucked up. So, like, what are, the, what are the lessons we really learn from this episode? Um... Uh, don't work on hmm. comic books with women. <laughs> I was going to say, if you have, like, a hot wife, don't, like, you know, don't throw it all away for a terrorist that you're not currently fucking. Um, it's like, like a less attractive terrorist. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, don't throw it away with someone who is less hot, who is also, like, potentially, like, a fucking felon. Yeah. Um, flying the and, plane into the towers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and I guess Wait, also this, like this after O one, so Rebecca definitely wasn't on that plane. But you get what I'm saying, you know? <laughs> yeah, she might. Also... But she might have blown herself up at that Ariana Grande concert in England. <laughs> Very true. Thank you. She gets around. Uh, yeah, she busy. I, that might this is a nice this might be a nice segment at the end of every uh, episode to say like what did, what did we learn I do I do learn like man Marissa like the worst actress on this program but then yeah. when they ask her to like pretend to be gay even gay just to piss off her parents like she can't even pull out a Demi Lovato like cool for the summer kind of attitude it's just very stilted and awkward like the way yeah. she like. The way she goes about touching Alex in any scene where they're supposed to like be close or intimate is just so stilted, right? Yeah, like, absolutely. They, like I'm, I act way gayer than that around my friend. <laughs> I can, I can confirm that. <laughs> Actually, both of you can. <laughs> yeah, true. Hell yeah. 
Absolutely. So the big moment this episode is that Sandy and Rebecca, they meet and they share a romantic kiss here after he tells big her to kiss. stay. So much yeah. tongue. So much tongue. A lot of tongue. A lot of tongue. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy yeah, Valentine's Day. I still edit uh, music into the show. I use that like Alkaline Trio song. Uh, <laughs> he's like, I brought you roses. Or I hope he brought you roses. Because <laughs> he's got a list. Yeah, that's a really good one. Oh, no. I fucking love the music in this series, though. There's like a Stars song, I think, in the next episode. Lots of good music. And so Seth and Ryan are just commiserating over their love lives. And Seth says the universe just wants Zach to be with someone. I'm sure it goes that deep. Uh, well, I mean, that's like accurate. So it's pretty accurate. That's how teenagers feel, right? Like, Everything is the most in like intense possible version of, of whatever yeah. it is. But the yeah. weird thing about this show is the fucking adults act like that too, right? Yeah, the adults are all insane. They're all just fucking yeah, crazy. They're more like impulsive than me going through my like manic period for a year when we weren't yeah. doing this podcast. This is true. Um, <laughs> I'm so I'm so glad my worst moments weren't documented on this podcast. This is like something I can really be proud of. <laughs> The thing I John's about, like, like, oh. yeah, uh, whatever. Yeah, it's all good. Uh, all right. And then we close with uh, the fake ass lesbians making out on the beach. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, I don't think there was any tongue there, though. That was much less romantic. No, no, no. Like Rebecca. there's like a like a like a still like a frozen touch to the shoulder. A yeah. uh, a per a closed lip kiss. Um, you know, romance. Absolutely. <laughs> She's a big fan. Big fan um, of lesbians. So, that was episode 12. Let me go ahead and uh, pull up a... Or wait, are you on TV Guide already, Ginny? Uh, I'm not on TV Guide. Should I be on TV Guide? <laughs> no, let music. me send. let me go ahead and send you... Uh, the descriptions we were where were we we were using the imdb descriptions and then they get really bad after season after season one so the we got yeah yeah theirs are pretty good so we used to use hulu it's not even on hulu anymore yeah i swear we're getting i mean we're getting back in the groove of this thing uh, uh here eventually um well don't worry next time we record your daughter will probably be out of the crying age well so actually like <laughs> you know I'm just as soon as you, as soon as you send me the audio, I'm just gonna like I'm just gonna upload it, especially because you didn't say anything horrible. I have to edit out, um, <laughs> uh, and like I'm not gonna. We're just gonna bumper. let Tyler's hostage comment go. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm not gonna put bumpers on the episode. I really just I think like for my, uh, for like for my sake, I need to get through this whole series and. You know, just have a sentimental moment. Like, I miss hanging out with you guys, you know? So it's like, uh, so it's a good excuse to do that. So hopefully we can knock out a couple more episodes while I'm on uh, Christmas vacation here. And now, I, why weren't we doing this the whole time? I fucking work from home now. I hate my job now. So it's like, I could totally, like... <laughs> you know what I, I could to- <laughs> I could totally steal a couple hours. No, fuck no, man. Uh, respect, brother, respect. Uh, nobody from there listens to this shit. Anyway... Ginny, yeah, Jen, Jen, Jennifer, Jennifer, <laughs> Jen and Juice, 
Uh, Close enough. Eugenia. (laughs) Yeah, that's me. Forgot about that. What a name. Yeah, it ain't ain't great. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. You with the episode summary um, of season two, episode 13. Uh, it's called The Father Knows Best. My father did not know best. Um, but anyway. <laughs> Neither did, actually, I could say safely that none of our fathers know best. Yeah, my father, yeah, n- no, no thoughts, head empty. Okay, um, summary of this episode. Caleb's plan to adopt Lindsay stirs up serious questions about her paternity. Kirsten makes a bold move after realizing that Rebecca's after more than just Sandy's legal help. Marissa gives uh, Alex sorry, let me just jump in here. Uh, they're talking about Sandy's dick. Yeah. yeah. She's after his, yeah. She's she, after means, his... she means the dick. Yeah, Rebecca's after more than just Sandy's legal help. She also wants that dick. Uh, Marissa gives Alex proof of her feelings, and Seth wallows in the fallout from Summer and Zach's hotel tryst. Wouldn't it be great if we just had Jenny like read all types of TV show summaries? Yeah, well, I mean, what we're gonna move on to Gossip Girl after. This. I mean, that could be like an yes, only for absolutely. <laughs> so let's let's break down that description real quick. So yeah, obviously the dick. Um, Kirsten, <laughs> like, dude, Rebecca knows what she's doing at every step, and she fucking piece of shit here, uh, homewrecker terrorist. She didn't how, just how do you go on the run for like twenty years and then decide you know what this is the time to wreck some homes? Yeah, she's yeah, like, this she's is like, the dick I want to settle down for. This bitch, this mediocre Chinese takeout bringing ass motherfucker is the dick I want to settle down for. Damn, like, go I'm off, queen. Thinking, I'm just thinking about how like anytime, anytime Sandy's in a situation where he's probably gonna like could possibly cheat on Kirsten, there's always Chinese food involved. You know, yeah. that they were eating Chinese food when, uh, with what's your name, when they were sitting on the floor working on that case. That's true, the lawyer. Mm-hmm. Oh. But see, I, I feel like I just got to bring it up again. Like, lawyers work on, like, they're very, you know this, Jenny, like, they're very specialized, right? Like, like the guy who does contract law does not necessarily do, do like, do like juvenile defense court. Yeah, it's all it's it all very specialist. It's all very specialist. It's really rare to find a lawyer that does all of them. And I feel like if if you're like, oh, I can do a whole time, you're probably just not very good at any of them. So <laughs> that sounds like Jack Sandy. I like how he's like, I'm not really, you know, I don't have a lot of uh, experience with amnesty cases, but I'll give it a crack. Yeah, like uh, yeah, you know, she could she could go to jail for the rest of her life, but. Uh, Oh yeah, I'll he's like it. I've never he's like I've never tried a Guantanamo defense before, but this might be pretty fucking fun. <laughs> like, <laughs> they fly him down there in a black hood and shit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> surprise, you're in Romania in a, a black site. <laughs> uh, so, but yeah, he's a piece of shit. <laughs> since ahead. the last episode, Seth still hasn't slept. And Ryan's like what were you doing all night? And he said he watched Darkman, Hellboy, and the first two Matrix movies, Matrices, Matrixes, Matrice. I think it's with Matrices. <laughs> uh, but, so I gotta say, like, we used to do that thing, Alex would lead this, where he'd ask us if we'd been in situations that were similar to the show. Um, okay, have you ever been in a situation whereby you had a mate fuck another mate and you were like, God, I just cuck out of bed because I'm so fucking depressed and I've jacked up to the Matrix ten times? Yes. Alright, so that's one. 
Yep, you I don't. Mean, twenty twenty's been rough. Like, what are you gonna? <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, shit. Well, cool. Three, three for three. We're three for three. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> We've all been there, uh, man. Man, Carrie Ann Moss is a cool person. What, did she make any more movies after the Matrix movies? Who can say, man? We're not IMDb. Yeah. So, uh. But, like, hey, have you ever stayed up multiple days at a time? Yeah. Yes. I mean, I've podcasted after doing that. Yeah. I was thinking about, like, being, like, I, you know, driving yourself crazy the way, uh, the way, uh, Seth does here. Like, I remember when I was younger and not married for, uh, you know, decades. Certainly something I, I probably would have. Uh, I, yeah, my, I have a tendency for let my mind run. You know, it's yeah not always the healthiest habit. Yeah, and Seth's obviously very off it as he's talking to Ryan here. And it, his whole plan is to ask Summer if she had sex. Is oh, that... my. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I remember this. In my and head, Ryan... I was like, good God, don't do this, mate. Don't do this, mate. Don't do this to yourself. But, oh, he did. He well, did. no, see, he didn't do that. Instead, he asked Zach. He's Which like, was <laughs> I gotta like, say, like, just... this is, it's, it, this hits hard because, like, like, that's what the bait, like, that whole golden era of pop punk and emo from, like, 2000 to 2005 was about, was, like, speculating on what your, ex, who your ex-girlfriend is fucking. That's, like, the entire fucking genre of, of music, Damn. right? I so it's like, oh, it's like, ah, ooh, ah, I see this, and it's very cringy, uh, not just for Seth, but I'm also like, ooh, yeah, there was a culture of this at the time, right? Um, and you can see why Seth ended up starting GamerGate. <laughs> it's all true. I, so, I mean, it objectively led to Trump's election, really, like, you know. Because they only voted against Hillary because she was a woman. Oh my god! No, you know, cause she's not 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 anything to do with her being, you know, the, the unlikable. You know, I just of unlikable women. Just... Can we talk about Julie real quick? <laughs> she's got she's got she's got a lot of upside, Julie. Yeah, she's definitely hotter than Hillary. We can all agree on that. Objectively true. And so her whole plot this episode is making sure Lindsay doesn't get in the will. Caleb actually has been talking about adopting her. Yeah. And Julie brings up, she's like, well, how do you even know that it's yours? Have you had yeah. a DNA test? And he hasn't yeah. because, you know, he was paying this woman, her mom, hush money for 16 years. She only 16. That's crazy. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, so he never got that done. And that's the whole thing about this episode is her trying to convince Caleb to make Lindsay take a DNA test here, which is pretty fucked. Mm, a little bit. Uh, I mean, fucked, but like very Julie. Definitely, Julie. At first, I thought you say she can she can execute like she executes well because she sets this whole thing in motion and like she gets a hundred percent her desired results at the end. Yeah, the baby's being cute back there. Um, uh, so, but yeah, no, she, I mean, she sets a plan in motion and she really, she delivers on it. What I think was like, 
you start to really like if it wasn't already written on the wall before this whole shit with with Rebecca, uh, where Sandy is like, you know, Kirsten's like, oh, I'll go to the service with you, and Sandy's like, don't be ridiculous. There's not going to be a service. FBI agents would be swarming all over that. It's just going to be the two of us. And he's like, I know that sounds weird. And Kirsten's like, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, I think that sounds a little weird, dude. Like, then it makes all the more sense that Kirsten would be, would accompany them. Oh, yeah. Also, at one point, the FBI shows up at Kirsten's house and have a talk to her about Rebecca here. And then Sandy kind of, and then Sandy fucking, like, it kind of gives, gives Kirsten the, the third degree, like, Oh, you didn't you you didn't rat us out, did you? Like, bitch, what about Kirsten fucking makes you think she would rat you out? Yeah, she's ride or die. Come on, respect ride her. Ride or die, right? You kind of hope at the end that Ryan and Kirsten end up together with his, you know, with his pseudo mom. <laughs> <laughs> I can get behind that. Oh, God. Not far apart in age in real life, you know. <laughs> so Seth, but. So Seth winds up at school. He talks to Zach, and he asks him about if he had sex. A stupid mistake. Stupid bad idea. Yeah, Zach just goes off on him a bit. And the, my favorite part, though, is that after he leaves, this guy that looks like a well-put-together Seth sits down right next to Seth, and he, he looks at <laughs> Seth for, like, ten seconds, and then he just leaves. He's <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> That kid shows up in the hallway scene a little bit later with when uh, when Lindsay and and Ryan are walking down the hall. The guy's yeah. just there again. I respect that. It's like the normal Seth, the Seth if you were a fucking incel. <laughs> so, but the thing is, like, is this realistic? Because I don't think Zach. I don't think think Zach would be mad. We're thinking about that like through the lens of of like more of a, an adult. Uh, mm-hmm. High school boys. Um. If they was get that, their penis touched, <laughs> are going to let everybody know. But the thing with Zach <laughs> yeah, is that sure. he's not the typical high schooler. Because that's what's so surprising about him. He acts more mature. He has, like, a good head on his shoulders. So I could see him not being the one who would like to brag about that, even if he, he has did. a good head on his shaft. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a good one. Oh, man. So Sandy uh, and Rebecca have that think, little. Oh, go. Who do you think has a bigger dick? Uh, hmm. Well, we know the Jews have an advantage there. <laughs> Is that something Jewish people are known for? Well, I mean, just you know, I don't know. <laughs> who can say? Probably DJ. Um, a lot. As a, as a half Jewish person, this explains. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to help you out, John. It's true. It's true, guys. Back walls. Gosh. <laughs> Poop and cervixes, ladies. Not anymore, man. Anyway, uh, so. <laughs> Thank God your wife doesn't listen to this. Nobody listens to this. <laughs> we, were, we haven't put out an episode in a year. Um, but yeah, go ahead, King. So Rebecca and Sandy are dumping her father's ashes into the ocean. They're just at a, a local pier being freaks. Just dumping yeah, it. Like, is, that a, is that a terrorist over there dumping, dumping ashes? Yeah, dumping some unidentified substance into the water to poison us. 
And so Sandy says something as he's there and then he stops Rebecca from pouring the ashes and he says, we will not scatter their souls. Uh, (laughs) And imagine how many homeless people are probably in. Imagine how many homeless people are probably in Orange County. Because they're diamond dogs. (laughs) (laughs) Hell yeah, brother. But I bet the ashes like didn't like they got blown by the wind and they didn't even go in the water. They probably just blew into like some homeless guy's face. Oh, yeah. yeah, like if you're ever in like Santa Monica and you walk on that pier, it's the most depressing shit because there's just homeless people all around it, and you're like, oh, this isn't nice at all. This is California sucks and it's super depressing. And you kind of see that, like the uh, the 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 uh, like the gap between poor and rich, and you start thinking yeah. about how America's kind of bad. Mm. Makes you think. Makes you think. Deep, deep thoughts in the brosy. <laughs> I gotta say, it's weird how quickly Lindsay is all excited about this possible adoption. Because at first she was, she didn't want to be a part of the Cohen family. Understandable. Uh, but now, after just like Caleb says like three things nice to her, and she's like, "Oh, Daddy dearest, I want to be part of this family so bad." And I, I guess I can get it from like being neglected so long that like any sort of attention. Um, would be endearing, and you would want that. I guess that's the type of girl I need to find, since those uh, standards are so low. But well, realistically, I mean, this is like this isn't this is a known thing, right? Like when people are like lacking some sort of something like that in their lives, they do seek that out from from wherever they can. Okay, so I should look for this. This is good, good template. Uh, <laughs> well. Here's the thing that I've really noticed over the years, Tyler, is like people that have like issues with their dad find each other naturally. Took this podcast. Is that, is that how we found each other? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, are we friends because of this? <laughs> well, so it's just this phenomenon I noticed. And like, you know, you look around, like, you know, the group of friends, you're like, one, two, three, yes, seven out of eight of us uh, have fucked up out of current situations. Either that or just everybody has fucked up parents. I was in a Discord group call recently with four people, and only one of us had a dad. <laughs> oh, yep. So I think you're exactly right, John. It's, yep, it, it happens. Like, you look around, like, my wife is the only person who's, like, parents are married and, and we're like each other. Well, that sounds unhealthy. I, I don't, like, how are you supposed to, like, you know, build resiliency if your parents aren't fucked up? Exactly. Exactly. So you can survive getting canceled, you know? (laughs) So Alex is throwing a party, and she asks Marissa to come. She wants that to be there. Introduce Marissa to all her friends, because they're really legit lesbians, and this isn't like a party. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, cringe. So, So like, so, Jenny, from your perspective... Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure you've met many, many of uh, a, a woman or, or whatever who um, is maybe on their uh, their what do they what do the um, Amish call it on their rumspringer like where they're just like Demi Lovato cool for the summer. Do you drink that in or do you at all feel offended by by that? Uh, I am absolutely into it because uh, <laughs> I feel we knew like where people... that was good. 
Come on, people that are on like people, yeah, women that are on the vibe just want to experience. Like you can literally be like the worst woman that she would ever sleep with, or be the only woman she'll ever sleep with. (laughs) And I often am. Don't get me wrong, I am probably hands down the most inconsiderate woman to sleep with somebody else, to sleep with that poor girl on a sexual rum springer. But it's happening. She's it's happening. She has daddy issues. I have daddy issues. It's happening. Okay, like there is no doubt about it. God bless lesbians, man. I I mean, I think, like, it's really in... Like, it's only animal instincts that make women straight. Because, like, just... If you look at it from a logical perspective, there's absolutely... Like, I mean, if you get into a car with a man, like, you're probably gonna die, right? Like, this is, like... This is just science. Mm. Tyler's, like, okay. Tyler's, like, as a straight Tyler's man, like, cool. yeah. I'm just gonna... I was like, hmm... <laughs> Oh man, I think I would be in that perspective too. There's like a lot of people I think overly offended by this. Like, oh well, I'm being used to make somebody angry. It's like, well, yeah, I mean, this is mutually beneficial situation. So we see Summer and Marissa hanging out later, and Summer's going over what happened with Zach, and she mentions that Zach didn't want to have sex. Actually, so that's surprising. Who wouldn't want to? Go on a few of those jumbo yum yums, you know. <laughs> Amazing. A strange reaction. <clears throat> and Marissa's kind of dancing around the subject. She doesn't want to mention that she had a let's be honest lesbian experience. Yeah. And uh, but she eventually comes out. She says she's dating Alex, which is exciting, right? Love to support my female friends when they date women. <laughs> 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 yeah. So, yeah. Sandy, uh, John, you're m- muted if you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you looked very passionate when you were chiming in. I knew. I knew. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> Sandy meets with an FBI agent, and there's a couple key reveals here. First off, Rebecca's not going to avoid jail time. Uh, even if she turns herself in, because she's been on the run for like 20 years, and that's kind of illegal and shit. And Sandy's like, oh, wow. Like, Sandy has no understanding of the law. <laughs> like, these should be basic concepts that he understands. And he's shocked. Sandy, is, ba- Sandy is basically like sit, like on legal Zoom, like how to how to get legal amnesty for terrorists. Yeah. yeah, he Google searches that, and then he's surprised when the FBI shows up to his house. <laughs> Gosh. It's in your router, bitch. Come on. <laughs> oh yeah, and we learned you mentioned this earlier, but it was her key that let people into the lab and <clears throat> so it's not like her not showing up like oh she had nothing to do with this case. No, she's directly why that person's dead. So. Yeah. And then Sandy's still defending her. He's all he huffs and puffs at the FBI agent. He's like, "Don't come to my house again." I'm like they're investigating you, dude. dude this like guy, a this guy drove. This guy drove like an hour plus from LA, depending on traffic. Could have been multiple hours. Like, and I think was actually being quite polite. And you know my feeling towards cops. Like, I'm not like out here like being like, oh, cops are cool and shit. Like, yeah, he's doing him a bit of a favor here. And Sandy is just so fucking like indignant about everything. Like, oh well. This woman I slept with 20 years ago, what do you mean she's a, like, 
like still needs to punish be punished for murdering a guy. Yeah. <coughs> yeah, and she's um, grown up. We got to mention that she has grown up <laughs> not at all over these twenty years. Like you'd think you'd mature or something. She's trying to get Sandy to smoke weed out of an apple uh, <laughs> during the last episode, or like a couple episodes before. Like she has no maturity. Like just throw her in prison, let her rot. You know, uh, I mean, rehabilitate her. Yeah, I believe in that. Sure. I mean, <laughs> realis- I mean, realistically, she would have gotten away with it because. You know, yeah, she's white. Yeah, exactly. and there's also like a statute of limitations. So if she waits long enough, she'll get away with it forever. That's a good point. Also, Sandy is like, why would you take like what's an FBI agent know about like jail time? Right, it's the cop's job to like charge somebody. Right? He should be talking to a federal prosecutor. Absolutely. Damn, the OC doesn't have that legal knowledge we need. It does not. I, so you know, my wife went to law school. She doesn't practice law. So, but like, I do the same thing where I assume she's a legal expert on everything because I'm like, hey, Katie, this is fucking bullshit, right? Just like what Sandy <laughs> said. <laughs> Eventually, she's just like, stop talking. You have a podcast for this. <laughs> so, Jolie Cooper, our favorite queen, uh, she winds up at Lindsay's house and she's talking to the mother and she makes it pretty clear that. If it turns out that Lindsay isn't Caleb's uh, daughter, then uh, that would be fraud. <coughs> Although, I mean, everything was under the table. I don't know how much fraud you can get from here, but she's she's making a big point that if she's you can't not... Blame, dude, you, you cannot blame her. Her fucking lawyer is Sandy. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. She's operating on so many awful assumptions. But this puts the fear of God into Renee, uh, Lindsay's mom, as she's she does a complete 180. She's like, uh, Lindsay, you are not <laughs> going into this family. Like, she must have really been whoring around. I reckon. I mean, exploring I mean, herself it, as a woman, you know, all that. Yeah. I I sexual realms like, all that shit. Although, I mean, she was messing with a married man, so yeah, she's a whore. Let's just say it. <laughs> Listen. I'm gonna I'm gonna set I'm gonna disagree with you because the power balance the power like <laughs> dynamic between C- Caleb and his fucking secretary. I just believe is in a the little bit. I believe in the matrimony. I believe in marriage, man. I think you don't mess with that. So do I, like so do I. Clearly, I'm like oh I look at my finger. I have one of the rings since quarantine started. But um, <laughs> <laughs> what a way to make a visual point. Holy shit! Clearly, <laughs> like, looks down. We're like all right. Well, look, I got like these kids, kids tearing up my office here. Um, but like, I, I gotta say, like Caleb is basically like deserves to be canceled because of his power dynamic. Mm. Like, well, he's not as powerful as like a, a I don't know a gaming journalist or anything. Yeah, like an online gaming journalist in running their own Discord server. Oh, that's messy. <laughs> Oh my god! Or wait, guys. Sometimes we gotta make a Phil Kohler joke here, so there might be people that care about that. <laughs> Nobody cares. Just us, just us, us too. Uh, so Seth, he, we talked about this earlier about him just coming into Summer's bedroom. He does that again, and he apologizes for what he did and asks Zach. And then she's like, "Oh, we didn't have sex," <laughs> and he's like, "Oh." She's feeding, like, his, she's feeding his toxic behavior. 
Yeah. Uh, so what do you, do you guys think she's still in love with the Cohen here? A hundred percent. They had that nose graze, remember? Yeah, I, I feel like she thinks he's like a safe, nice dude, and she's like, this is a great backup plan. She think, I think she still wants him to be attached to her a little bit, you know? She's kind of feeding that shit, I don't know. <laughs> I think she, like, I mean, she, like, she she sees Zach and she's like, obviously, this is better in every conceivable yeah. way. Like, uh, yeah. Is she so, like, self-obsessed? Do you think it's more that the social standing is much better being with this guy from the water polo? Than being with a Cohen, you know? Oh, definitely. I feel, I I feel like so just, has, Seth is fucking weird. We have, of the people, like, we here we have seen, like, Summer have more uh, character growth than a lot of people. Uh, mm. Shy of only Luke, per, you know, perhaps. I miss uh, him so much. I miss him every episode, I gotta say. Reliving yeah. Luke's arc just resolified my love for that man. He's the he's perfect from day one. He grows into an even better person. He likes to listen to Seeger. Dudes rock. Shout out to Luke. Yeah, he's great. Um, but yeah, but Summer Amy has come a long way from like that first party we see her over that the summer before uh, I don't know, was it sophomore or junior year or whatever? Um, so like she's she's come a long way. So there's probably still a bit of that nagging, like natural tendency to but Zach is in the comic book club, for, for Christ's sake. But he's also, I mean, he's so much better looking. He's nicer. He's less neurotic than Seth. But, like, when somebody gets their hooks into you, like Seth does, um, it, you know, there's, there's a little bit of, it's like he took a shit, you know, it's like a, uh, there, because there's a little bit of him left behind. Oh, my God. That's in the worst soul. analogy possible. He took a shit in your soul. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. So, uh, first, so where, were we, where were we in this fucking episode? Is so, this when Kirsten goes to the hotel? Yeah, her and Rebecca, they're, they're talking, and she, Kirsten, not to mess around here, she says, are you in love with my husband? And Rebecca's like, yep, always have been, I'm a homewrecker. And uh, <laughs> Kirsten was like, okay, I understand being in love with this great man, but uh, while you've been running away, I've been building a family, bitch. Mm-hmm. And you guys, I was like, you go, girl. Do you guys sit around the house and choose? What? Like when you're home, are you, wearing, are you wearing shoes when you're at home? Just like, are you wearing shoes? Like, no. no. I yeah. take my shoes off. So weird, because Rebecca's just sitting on the couch in this weird-ass hotel room, um, wearing high-heel boots? I get it if you're, you just came in, but this bitch is hiding from the law. Like, she's staying mm-hmm. inside, like, 20 hours a day at least. So, like, you're not going anywhere. Take your shoes off. Relax. Mm. Although, I, I you know what? Maybe you never be... know when she has to run. You know? She might have to evade the FBI. So, so maybe that's why she's, wearing, she's, why she's yeah. wearing heels at all, at all times. <laughs> I guess, I guess it, like, it would be really weird if people in television shows wore, wore socks all the time. Like, because they're almost all take place in people's houses, right? Yeah, that's true. Imagine how short Tom Cruise would look. Just, just Jesus running, running around in sock feet on Mission Impossible <laughs> 7. Hell yeah. Oh, wait, doesn't he do that slide? He's probably oh, in his... Yeah, he's wearing socks. Is he in socks Oh, man. Right, that's rare footage. He probably saw yeah, how short dynamic. he looked in that, and he was like, never again. <laughs> yeah, he right was like off. platform boots only from now on. Whoa, bringing it back to Seeger, dude. Respect to Seeger. Seeger rocks, man. 
does rock. Um, but yeah, like with Kirsten, like basically Kirsten convinces Rebecca to leave, or so we think. This is just another chance for Rebecca to say, "Oh, I'm leaving forever." She's not British. I don't know why I did that. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was actually trying to place the accent. I was like, I don't know if that was like South African, Australian, British, or just like you, but having a stroke. Like, I wasn't really sure. Oh, yeah. I was like, because, you know, we have a stroke, you know, like you forget how to enunciate and shit. And I was like, is, is this happening live right now? Like, are we going to, like, what's going on here? Oh, man, did I, I guess it's been a while. I didn't tell you guys over the time over the summer where I thought I had a stroke. What? What? <laughs> what? Like, well, what? Did you have a bad experience microdosing or something? I don't do drugs. We, uh... <laughs> no, so I was over at my buddy's house. Uh, we were working on my car. I do not remember exactly what we were... Oh, yeah, we were doing, like, um... Changing the transmission fluid, right? So you have the car speed perfectly level, so we have to jack it up on all four, uh... Uh, corners and and put uh, jack stands up there and I was jacking up one of the corners and I'm like kind of like on the ground and I stand up and I like can't feel my arm damn and then uh, I'm like hey guys and like you know there's my friends around I'm like hey guys uh, this is weird Uh, like I can't feel my arm right now I'm like like hitting my arm and like and they're like well okay why don't we get you some you know, water that doesn't have alcohol in it. I'm like, okay. Let's <laughs> my friend whose house around. Like, I think we have like baby aspirin uh, from when his wife was pregnant. And you're supposed to take that and shit. So I like took some baby aspirin, and I was like, oh yeah, I know my face. My face is completely numb now. Like on oh half my, my body. Uh, so I'm gonna call my doctor. <laughs> so I call yeah. my doctor, and my doctor answered. Which is very strange, but like he told me later, apparently his boss has the same exact name. Like, is John Anderson with an H? So he's like, <laughs> kind of panic. Oh, <laughs> he thought it was his boss. He would have picked up all of it. He has me like hilarious. do a bunch of shit, and, like see how I feel, and he, he's like, and he like asked me questions to see if I was like stroking out or whatever. <laughs> he's like, he's like, I think you might have like pinched a nerve while you were lying on your side. <laughs> I'm like. All right, sweet. Uh, <laughs> oh man, that rules. It, like getting old sucks so much. Yeah, like, I okay, got, man. like, oh, maybe I had a stroke today, or maybe I'm just like <laughs> my, my body has gotten bad at like moving. <laughs> well, oh, sorry, uh, that's a brilliant, brilliant segue to the next bit uh, where um. Wait, is that the next bit where Caleb yeah. goes to Sandy's offices, right? Yeah. To yeah, talk yeah. about the paternity test. Oh, I thought it was, uh, let's not forget um, Lindsay's mom uh, enlisting Ryan, her 16-year-old daughter's boyfriend, to help oh, yeah. manage her daughter's expectations when it comes to like being adopted. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> There's a lot of really yeah. shitty parents here. Yeah, the adults, like like we said before, the adults act like teenagers and just don't know how to fucking parent. That's I gotta like say, this is like one it's like, scene. Ch- other child. Uh, <laughs> Rewatching this show, the one thing that really hit me was when Jimmy Cooper was explaining his actions 
to just go fuck it to go off to whatever island he went. And it, obviously that's a shitty dad move. But he was like, I can't be here anymore. I need to fucking grow up. And that's a really good point because clearly nobody in Orange County has their shit together because there's more drama with the damn adults than there are the teenagers. So I kind of understood him just saying, I need to get out of here. This whole place is so toxic. And it's just so much drama that I'm coming to. Right. But like at the same time, like you have to like, as a parent, you have some basic responsibilities. Um yeah, I'm not saying you should do that to Posey, although if you want to get a boat, I have a beautiful place. Boats are slow. So then uh, Caleb meets with Sandy, like you were saying, and uh, they. T- <laughs> I like how he has to tell like Caleb about how DNA tests work. Like, <laughs> this doesn't seem that complicated that you need a lawyer it's not, to yeah. Like, oh yeah me and Katie were like I'm like it's 2005 like they have the fucking internet like he can like you don't need to summon a person across town to fucking explain <laughs> to you how like DNA works I mean yeah if it's my not she's gonna have my DNA bitch fucking sort it out yeah Sandy basically says he's like hey from a legal advice, you should do this DNA test. But talking as a father, you're an absolutely monster if you have her. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we can, from that information, if Caleb's going to do the right thing or be a monster, we know exactly where he's going. Yeah, the right thing. <laughs> oh, bless. No peace. What's what's next? Isn't Marissa freaking out about being a being a lesbian? Yeah, yeah. I, I accidentally talked about her coming out the summer early. I guess they she tried to come out but didn't come out. So yeah, uh, okay, there, there's so. the part where Zach. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, right. So yeah, so so um, Misha Barton. I mean Marissa shows up at Alex's place to go to this party with. Uh, Seven lesbians, none of whom is is even slightly butch. They all look like yeah. female, female Abercrombie models. Yeah, um, Jeannie, so so pivotal that you join the show at this this moment. <laughs> <laughs> it really um, needs that lesbian perspective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've, it's what we've been lacking. Um, listen, I live in fucking Seattle, Washington, and uh, I used to go to this bar called the Wild Rose, which is a lesbian bar. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. They have it's hilarious. They have dollar taco night on Tuesdays. How funny is that shit? <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> right? Fuck yeah. Um, I think the chances of you getting uh, seven lesbians together that look like the girls at that party, I think it's very... Super slim. Super it's, slim. It's, it's a reach, right? Yeah, it's a huge reach. It's a huge reach. Like, lesbians, I feel like, by, by and far, are mostly butch. So it'll be very hard to get seven femme lesbians in a room together. That's why you just got to get a questioning straight person that you can manipulate, right? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> hypothetically. You sound like fucking Pat Patterson. <laughs> uh, like, the thing is, like, and, you know, you know get not, the they're not even going to like, make them go banana. But you're going to have, have an even slimmer chance of finding, like, well, and then all of those people are then attracted to also all of those people I, it just seems very implausible to me it was a huge reach yeah 
Seth talks to Zach again. And, and Zach reveals his plan to uh, bone down on Summer in dude. the at the Duomo in fucking uh, Florence. Tuscany, you know? yeah, man. Yeah, Tuscany, this, baby. Where else would you rather fuck than Tuscany? You know, I cannot imagine having to fly somebody to Europe to ah, whatever. Yeah, as a teenager. Like, imagine being a teenager and being like, we're not going to burn until we go to Europe. Like, what a stupid fucking... Uh. He's waiting for the right time. He's a romantic. You guys are so detached from love and feelings. <laughs> I, 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 absolutely. absolutely. I'm a very absolutely. romantic In love. <laughs> <laughs> looks yeah. Up, looks down. Uh, at we're we're looking at his wedding ring like, yeah, you don't need romance to, to be, be, be in love, you know. I'm just belching, guys. I'm on my fourth white claw since we started this. <laughs> nice. Just, just spitballing. Um, spitting so facts. It, spitting facts. It's it, it's silly. It's one of the the. It's one of the fourteen. It's like the fourteenth silliest thing in this episode of the OC. Mm. So how rich are these people that they're just gonna go to Europe on a whim and just go fuck everywhere? Respect. Yeah, which we then yeah. we roll into like the, the the eleventh most silly thing in this episode is Ryan's got this new habit where he just goes and stands on the pier and looks at the fucking ocean. <laughs> He's brooding, like, man. He just like when was the last time we saw Ryan fucking smile? It's been a while. He hasn't been getting any action. Yeah, he's just Lindsay's been like trying to deal with out. deal with the adults' problems. They're all using him as like a weird therapy conduit for their kids. Like that dude is not going to be happy about at all. Lindsay with her green felt jackets, really her her blazer selection is really upsetting. <laughs> her you flat have the ass hair, weirdest hangups with uh, all oh, these women hair. look. Don't don't don't! I don't like when you talk about hair, man. You're still so wrong about that Anna diss. I was watching that last episode with her, and she comes back and her hair is so flat. It was great. It was still good, Queen. Dude, I'm sorry. There is never a time I've been so like upset that I felt like just. And I've lived by the ocean my entire life. I'm never just like, oh man, I'm gonna just stare at this shit. Yeah, stare at the ocean. Think about my problems. Like I've always lived by the sea. Like no matter. They don't have oceans in Chino, man. That's a good point. Yeah, you have to drive 40 minutes to get to the ocean. <laughs> uh, shit, are we glossing over the fact that, like, they decided to have a party? Oh, yeah, for the, uh, the to announce the adoption. So there's a big party coming up. Who does uh, that? And they're not even telling people what the party is about, so you just know shit's going to go sideways. But the, here's the thing is, like, even in the best of times, like, I cannot imagine, like, Oh, hey, we just decided right now we're going to throw a party in three days. And then, like, and then I'm like able to move enough shit around to go to that party. Right? Like, well, if you're important enough, people will move their schedules for you, you know? Uh, but the, but the whole the thing of making this public so the, weird to park. me. Oh, go ahead, please. It's just so weird to make this public. It's like, you know what? I'm going to proudly introduce my illegitimate child. Yeah, absolutely. He was actually ahead of, like, that was before his time. Like, he was ahead of the times. Like, uh, nowadays, like, you get ahead of that news, right, Ginny? Like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Is, yeah, or, like, 
push a team. Stuff is going to come out about me. Yeah, uh, you're like, hey, by the way, just so you know, I've had two illegitimate Boston children. Don't ask me how. But you're going to yeah, hear some shit. So I'm taking some time off to, yeah. to, to get Just going to chill the fuck out. Yeah. My family. <laughs> yeah, everyone else have a great have a great time. Just chill. I'll be able to get back up sure. <laughs> yeah, so my hoe of a wife is uh, launching a magazine. <laughs> she cheated on me a bunch of times. A bunch yeah. yeah, we all know what happens if you don't get out in front of it. Pusha T will make a diss track where he reveals your illegitimate child, and we don't <laughs> want Pusha T coming coming for Caleb, you know. Absolutely not. He's still part of Clips these days. Wait, grinding. What? Yeah, Clips. Caleb is wow. The rap group Clips. Yeah, I didn't realize Caleb was that into hip hop. <laughs> push a T would fire some diss tracks on him, you yeah? know? Um, yeah, so, again, Sandy's with his lame fucking Chinese food bringing... Yeah. Finds the note and then rushes off to this party to confront Kirsten. Dude, Rebecca knows what she's doing at every, like, at every turn. She's like, Kirsten showed up here. I have to leave. Like, what a bitch. Yeah. Sandy sucks in this episode. He sucked this whole season. You know, he's just making some really awful choices here. I got. The funny thing is, he then he, shows up to this party and uh, like, please just take a note of the outfits that Kirsten and, and Sandy are wearing because it'll be a nightstand picture in the next episode that uh, that Kirsten, you know, flips down. Uh, and it, the picture was obviously taken at this uh, at this party. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and they're doing fake ass smiles it, it's pretty interesting that they were like oh shit the next episode we're gonna need a picture on the nightstand so. <laughs> <laughs> that's great that's great I, I gotta say though like coming after Kirsten when she's trying to save the family and do the right thing like come on Sandy you're better than this I thought you were better than this at least yeah and she's, well he was always she, a bit of a dog yeah but he's off. She, Kirsten even like has offered a ton of like alternatives, right? She's like, get her another lawyer, send yeah. her away, mm. you know, do any number of things to like to do this. And he's like, I can't, I gotta keep this case. And it's like, yeah. what case, dude? Also, she's what been, are you doing? Yeah, she's been super understanding about this whole thing. It's just so weird. She's a, uh, what's he doing day to day? Like, does he have other cases he's balancing? Does he is he still is he still doing that pro bono work at the fucking like in the Chino court or whatever? Like, are we is he actually a lawyer? I feel like his only job is just jacking off to Rebecca. You know, he's like rereading his fucking masturbation diaries. He's like, yeah, when I win this Guantanamo case, she's gonna fucking suck my dick like no tomorrow, bitch. Like, all right. Ah, <laughs> oh, that was a good nut back in seventy nine. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, he's like reliving that memory. That's a good idea. I, I will need to start that diary. Thank you. <laughs> so, <laughs> Ryan, Ryan and nineteen eighty-two. <laughs> <laughs> so Ryan and Lindsay's mom are back on their plans to make sure Lindsay, you know, doesn't hook up with them. So Ryan finds her at the party. And he's like, you can't do this. And she's like, why are you being like this? And he's like, oh, you might not be his kid, actually. 
And so <laughs> she runs in the Caleb's office and Caleb's like getting ready for the parties, just getting shit faced. Respect. Mm-hmm. And that's when he t- breaks the news and he's like, I'm going to p- postpone this. And uh, Lindsay's shocked. And she's, she says, you know what? I know you're not my real dad because my real dad wouldn't treat me like you are right here. Although her real dad hasn't been in her life for 16 years. So it's, uh, chances are high either way but that he would treat her like this. My, like her real dad might have just like, lo- like it might have been just like a regular nut for him and he didn't mm-hmm. realize. Like if, there's a possibility like that if it wasn't Caleb, that this other person that her mom was dating like might not know about it. In which case, like it's he hasn't been given the opportunity, dude. I've uh, you always got to check back in on your nuts. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. Hey. Uh, so, yeah. Hey. Hey, uh, lady. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. No. It's Steve. Um. So did that nut turn into a child? Yeah. See, I said after every time I have sex, I set a notification in my iPhone, and I Six put remind later. me in nine months. Yeah. Nine months. <laughs> see if there's a baby came out. And uh, thankfully, I've had to make zero calls. <laughs> oh, man. I f- I'm sure I told the story on here, like, uh, of when um, when Facebook, like, Facebook started doing that, like, auto, like, face recognition tagging. I told this story already, right? Yeah. Okay. Thank Tell goodness. it again. <laughs> Tell it again. I don't think I've heard this one. Yeah, she hasn't heard it. Uh, so, <laughs> Is he looking to so, see if his wife's there? No, so the woman I dated before Katie, right? Um, like when it was, I was, so I was living in Europe. And I came back, and we, you know, uh, we stopped seeing each other. And I started dating Katie, and now we're married and, and shit like that. Well, so uh, we're friends on Facebook, and you know, amicable or whatever. She's also married, has two kids and stuff. At one point, um, the like, she tagged me in a photo of her daughter. And oh. then I was like, oh, this is probably some sort of mistake. <laughs> so it happens again. <laughs> oh. Uh-oh. And Katie's like, you have to like ask her what's up with this. And I'm like, it's physically impossible. This girl is, you know, whatever years old. And I left at this point and never, you know, blah, 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 blah. Uh, it was the, like, of course it was the auto tagging thing. And my ex had not done that but it, like katie's like why are there pictures that's of this little, girl, this little girl in italy with your tag to them and i'm like that's so good definitely <laughs> oh, not oh my god <laughs> she's, she's blonde she's like kind of a roundish face she wears glasses oh no like, <laughs> oh my god that's the amazing not, really came through on that one i guess like it really kind of ties together with this episode <laughs> I like. I gotta say, it's kind of weird that they're so suspicious if uh, Lindsay is the daughter. Because a few episodes ago, they were talking so much about how Lindsay looks like an old, uh, a young Kirsten, and they were like putting photos side by side. I'm like, oh, you can really see it. And now suddenly, everybody's super worried. She's like, oh, she's not gonna be the daughter. Like, why? I don't know. It just seems odd that they were going so hard on them looking alike, and now they're like. Yeah. Oh, now it's definitely not his daughter. We're being like you know, I know we're being our normal flipping selves, but like I do think that like the that Lindsay uh, does a re- or the actress that plays Lindsay will say does a really good job in this episode. Like 
you definitely, I genuinely felt for her when she was like very like upset. Like uh, she spent a lot of time crying in this episode. Um, like it's a, like it's clearly selling it better than anybody else in this episode. Kind of okay. Although Caleb is really good at like just anytime he has an awkward like an awkward mo- thing to say, like he just walks over to the giant bottle of scotch. Like <laughs> as I get older, that's my defense mechanism. Let's walk over to a giant bottle. <laughs> oh man. Well, I mean. Yeah, she's a good actress. Can't say that about the rest of them, but you know. <laughs> um. Okay. So okay. Wait. So what happens after that? So is that when? No, Marissa and Alex have already had their conversation, right? Like yeah. Marissa's come out to Summer, and now she's all like, "I'm cool with your six friends who are definitely lesbians in your apartment. Let's all hang out and do shit together, or whatever." Um. And then I guess it ends with. It ends with Summer, right? And Seth having a weird fucking talk again about their shit. God, he I can't does, believe he this. Does go, he does go a little meta on that one, and, and he mentions, like, like the trope of him showing up in her bedroom. Yeah, fourth wall breaking shit. Yeah. To, to an extent, like, I appreciate it, but also, like, if you guys know it's this stupid, stop fucking doing it. Yeah. Right? Like, that's my thing about, like, semi, like, there's there's other clever fourth wall stuff in the OC where they're like they mentioned Sherman Oaks, which is the real life version of the valley. So there's yeah. like a commentary on like Laguna Beach existing, which I think is very clever. Mm-hmm. But like where they're mentioning, oh, this is the fourth time in this episode I'm like just walking into your house even though I'm your ex boyfriend. Like it's like, well, if you guys know it's this fucking stupid, why didn't instead of mentioning it, you just stop fucking writing it into the episode? <laughs> And we get the big announcement at the party. Julie's doing the magazine. She gives a, a little speech there where she's like, oh, I'm going to show off all the tastes of Newport decided by me and my great team of me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the woman who uh, has worn leopard print in, in six consecutive episodes is going to Yeah, a tastemaker. <laughs> uh, they sent him from Riverside. <laughs> Honey, you are from Riverside. And so, you know... Go ahead. So the episode fully ends with Sandy bringing more Chinese food. And all the men just commiserate with each other. And they're going to watch Hellboy. So because the the premise of Hellboy is that uh, he tries his best, but always ends up opening gates to hell? Yeah, I feel like that applies maybe to Ryan. I don't think... Seth and Sandy are really trying their best. Dude, I bet Sandy goes to that Chinese restaurant so often they give him like a free Diet Coke every time. <laughs> oh, you're, you're such a good customer. You're such a good... Here, have another free Diet Coke, Sandy. Absolutely. So what lesson, yeah, what lessons did we learn from this episode? I guess... Adoptions uh, of fraud. Represent, yeah, don't represent a terrorist. They will definitely run away and leave you and ruin your marriage. Good lesson. I don't know. Yeah. Like as a child, don't get sucked into adult bullshit. Like if, if 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 like if your girlfriend's mom is coming to you as a sixteen year old and be like, "Hey, you have to help me with this very delicate situation involving my daughter's like uh, parentage." Like, be like, "Lady, 
I'm sorry, I'm Yeah, I'm you're like, this is way above my pay grade. I'm a literal like, fucking I'm sorry, child. I know I look 27. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Very true. But yeah, I, mean, I think that's that's a solid lesson. Um, I think Sandy needs to learn. Oh, God, I just realized they're, wearing, they're actually wearing socks in the, the last scene here. But, oh, wow. like, Sandy just makes horrible arguments for a lawyer. Like, oh, really like I have to, I have to do great. this. Everybody's like, no, this is so fucking stupid, dude. You don't have to act like this. He's like the worst lawyer imaginable. I think He's it's so one. bad. Uh, Tyler, any lessons learned here? Uh, you know, I think it's just not to have kids. They do <laughs> a lot of hassle. Not yeah, to probably, have probably too late for you, John. It's really not the kid's fault. All this is the adults being dumb as shit. But, okay. Well, I think that was great. And it's so good to be back uh, recording these these episodes with you guys. Um, the thing where we, like, said, oh, well, next, we'll be back, blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to do any of that. We'll just read the uh, episode descriptions before the next batch of episodes. I think um, we might watch two or three and recap them in the next, in the next one. But... It's not really a spoiler situation. Let's be real. Uh, the show came out uh, over yeah, 15 years ago. Absolutely. Um, you also don't have anything else to plug, I guess, because uh, Ginny's no longer on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> oh wait, I, I, what about the game? What about the hentai game that Tyler was doing that work on? Oh god. What's yeah, if you, like, if, if you like, if you like, if you like piss, if you like hey. piss. Go buy, uh, yeah, what, go, what's it called? Yeah, what's the uh, game it's the called? Ditsy Demons Fan Disc. You can get the uh, a full hentai version at dimpasoft.com. Yeah, uh, go to dimpasoft.com. Yeah. Lots of piss scenes if you're into that. Hell yeah, brother. He also does a uh, uh, Detective Conan uh, rewatch podcast called Case Reopen. Oh, uh, they, have a page, they have a Patreon. Yeah, um, Patreon.com slash Case Reopen. Uh, we're not as lewd as we get down on here. If you want, like, a structured, wanna, less insane show. Do you want to... Why don't you just put an episode of this out on that feed? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> They'd be like, is this the same person? Okay, so, you know what? I tell you, we'll try to run through a... We'll do, we'll do a clean episode sometime. So you can put it on the detective phone. <laughs> we lure them in. Oh, my God. Yeah, Imagine. so... Uh, I guess that does it for us. How do I usually close close this out? Goodbye from the bro C, bitch. Hell Perfect. yeah. Did Goodbye it. from the bro C, bitch. Bitch. Yeah.